Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Elyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you. Well, good morning, class. Today, uh, we are going through, in this series, The Fruit of the Spirit, and we're going through the first fruit of the Spirit, which is love. So, uh, before we, and this is, if you want, uh, our proof text is Galatians 5, 16 through 26. So, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you um, for your word. And that, Lord, uh, we thank you for the word we're learning about today and the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. And it's, it's incredible that uh, you have the corner market on this, not the world. Um, truly, you are love. And that, Lord, there is no true love that does not come from you. Lord, give me clarity of mind and speech. Lord God, and Lord, we look forward to learning more about your fruit of the Spirit that you have for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so we're going to, like I said, going to be investigating the first fruit of the Spirit, which is love. You know, and today, love has been so perverted. I mean, it has just totally been destroyed uh, in, 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 Movie industry, TV industry, music industry, you know, I, I thought, you know, the Beatles, you know, so it's like, all you need is love, la, 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 right? And, uh, Tina Turner, you know, said, what does love have to do with it, right? Um, and there's a 70s movie that my mother drugged me and my sister to called Love Story. I think they did a remake of it later on. Uh, but the tagline in that one is... Uh, the subtitle was love means you never have to say you're sorry we finite humans have really screwed up what love means so um, it's good that we have the scripture to get into to understand this love that, that, that is for us and for the Christian only so, uh, if you want to read with me, turn to Galatians five sixteen through 26. And it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of your flesh. For the flesh sets its desires against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these things are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. 
But if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. We talked about the law last week. If you remember Pastor Austin's sermon, that was, that was fantastic. We, we did not time that together, so that was pretty cool. Um, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, fractions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these for which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So he goes through this whole list, and it's, that's, not a, that's a big list. But it's, you know, I, I like what he says, uh, you know, that he says things like these. What does he mean by that? This is not an exhaustive list of the bad works or deeds, right? Um, but then he jumps right into the fruit, singular, of the Spirit. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, and envying one another. So walking by the Spirit, that's a challenge, right? That is not something that's easy to do because we still are in conflict, right? We still have that sin nature that, that, that we battle against. Um, so, you know, love, in a sense, it, it, spoken by Paul, is purely Christian. True love is purely Christian. The Greek word for this is agape. I'm sure you've heard this before, agape love. Um, it, you know, whereas of ordinary affection to people is phileo, right? So if you think of Philadelphia, city of brotherly love, right? Um, but, but, you know, the Greek word is agape, and it means, it means uh, love without restraint, without restriction, without expecting something back. Another way that we've perverted love is I love you as long as I receive this from you. And if, you don't, if I don't get this from you, I don't love you. And that is not God's love that he has for us in, in that it's talking about in the, in the fruit of the Spirit. In the New Testament, agape love is regarded as a gift and as an accompaniment to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so is love something that we come up with naturally? No, it's something that through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, when we are saved, that's when we receive that, right? Um, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is totally part of the regeneration so that every Christian actually gets the agape love. Uh, that's... I, I find myself not lovable sometimes, 
<laughs> and that this is imparted to us as believers is a huge privilege, right? Um, and, and indeed, Romans 5 5 says that agape love has been poured into our hearts. You know, and, and look at this by the way of contrast when I say the world perverted love, right? Um, the unbeliever has not been regenerated by the Spirit. So they cannot have agape love. They cannot have that type of love. That's why, you know, there's, there's, there's an old country and western song, looking for love in all the wrong places, right? People make really bad decisions because they're starving for this love that can only give them by by the Lord. Um, we accept by faith that God has poured this agape love into our hearts. Uh, we also accept by faith that the Spirit causes us to love. Think about that. Causes us to love because what we, we just talked about, ungenerated, you don't have that type of love. The only way that we have this agape love, this true love, is through the Spirit. Um, we, we can, you know, we can definitely, of course, uh, you know, quench that uh, because we still have that battle that we have internally between the old man and the new man. Can 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 we can we have problems with that? Yep. And we fail to manifest the fullness of the agape love, but that does not mean we don't have it. It's that we're acting in the flesh when we're not showing it. Um, when we repent and claim the gift of love of, by faith, we can be assured that God is working truly in us, right? And, and, and that's his loving spirit. Um, the wellspring of love is the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Again, it's not something that we can manufacture ourselves. You know, we, we, we say we love each other and, and, and such like that. And um, it changes. It does change. When, when you truly love somebody in a biblical sense, in an agape sense, that love is totally different. The first time you actually say, I love you, and, and truly mean that. That is this like, it's, it's, it, that is something that a regenerated soul, that's when, one of the things that they first notice. Something that they never had before. Oh, they love somebody. I love my mom and dad. I love this. I love that. You know, again, it's perverted. I love, you know, Cracker Jacks. You know, it's no. When, when I can say and look somebody in the eye and say, I love you in Christ, that is a huge change. Um, one sign that we are growing in love is that we spend more time in the adoration of God. We want, we should have that hunger to read. We should have that hunger to learn about God as much as possible, Right? We should have that desire to study, understand the attributes of God. We're, we're not going to get it all before our glorification, but that should be a life goal 
of, of ours to understand God. Um, the, the Spirit loves the Father and the Son, and it causes us also to do the same. Causes us to also do the same. One sign that we are growing in love is that we spend more time, like I said, in the adoration of love. The Spirit also loves the image of God, which is what? Human beings, right? And so another sign that we are growing in agape love is that we are kind uh, and, and, and servant-hearted towards one another. That's the big difference between works and truly service and being a servant. What is your motivation behind it? Is your motivation behind it to say, see, look what I'm doing to help this family over here? Right? Or is the motivation love? Right? That desire to serve that family because the Lord has laid that on your heart to do so. Right? Um, Another mark of agape love is the respect for God's word. You've got to have a respect for God's word. Um, if, if you're not into a daily program of, of reading, um, you, you need to really focus on that because there's no way you're going to grow. Um, there's no way you're going to you know, understand who this God we serve is if you don't know him. And the only way you're going to know him is by getting into his word. Um, so if we love God and trust him, again, we will love and trust the Bible. When we see people criticizing the Bible, um, you know, I, I, you, you, see, you see this all the time. You know, it's just, it's just words. It's written by men. You know, all the excuses. And it says, you know, they, they say that it's a record of human religious responses. And... and the only reason they do that is because they don't know the true love, right? They don't know the author of the Bible. I know how the Bible became totally, like, brand new to me. I picked up the Bible every once in a while, read it. It didn't, I mean, I, I, I would dig for, like, the stories, because I remember the stories my grandmother used to tell me on my dad's side. And such like that. It's like, where's that in the Bible, right? And I, I'd read it. But until um, you're regenerated, there is something else about the Scripture. It just leaps out of the pages. You read things that you've read probably three or four times. And it's like, why didn't I see that? How many times have you been sitting here, Pastor Austin's been preaching, and he exegetes a passage and you're like wow how did I miss that right it, it opens your eyes so when people criticize the Bible sin is ultimately the failure to love period um, either we fail to love enough as we mistreat others or we love too much, as when we elevate the loves of God's gifts above the love of God. You know, that's where the love gets into the works part, right? 
So it gives you, you know, the two extreme ends of this, right? Um, either mistreating others, there's no love, or we love too much to where we are trying to gain the affection or the attention of that person, and it's not in a godly sense, right? Um, seek always to give love to that which love is due, and in due proportion, right? Um, it goes back to that service aspect, right, of, of helping out a family or, or, or doing something or discipling. You know, we should be driven to do that by love. We talk about love a lot in the scripture. I mean, it shows up and it manifests itself. And, you know, this would take way too long to go through every piece of scripture that has anything to do with love but we're, we're, we're going to hit a few of those that are really really important and I think really put a bright spotlight on what agape love is um, but you know we must understand that God is love again it is a gift given to us it is not something that we have naturally so if you want to turn to 1 John 4, and I'm going to read 7 through 12. And as I mentioned before, this is where God is love comes from, that we understand that God is love. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever has been born of God, so who is he talking to here? Time to believers, right? And whoever has been born of God knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because what? God is love, right? Again, corner market on love is the Christian. I don't know if you ever thought of it that way because we see love, 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 love everywhere, right? Uh, you know, even even you know the the wrong communities with that love is love. You know what a lie. Um, so it says God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us. That God and how did He do that? This is another thing. This is a beautiful thing. That God sent His only Son into the world that we might live through Him. And we know that story by heart, right? The price that was given, the, the, the beatings, the cross, the, you know, the death, the burial, the resurrection. It was all in love. Uh, in, this, in, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the procreation of our sins. So, so here, you know, he loved us first. Not that we loved him first. He loved us first. Because why? True agape love comes from God. I sound like a, I sound like a parrot repeating over and over again. But we kind of got to get that drilled in our minds. Because, again, we have been so preconditioned on that word love that, uh, you know, it's, it's just way too passe, Right? To, you know, to say things that we love. 
It says, in this, in this is love, not that we have loved God, but he loved us and sent his son to be appropriation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That's kind of like a boom, you know, moment, right? If God so loved us, don't you think we should love one another? Right? Um, no one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God abides us and his love is perfected in us. That gives me goosebumps. That is huge. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, again, agape, that love that's given to us to give back to others through God, it's because God abides in us. So this is a huge, uh, out of all the fruits that we're going to go through, love is, uh, if you read any of the scholars and such like that, love is, is the paramount. Because without love, none of the rest of the fruits can really follow in suit. Um, and, and what is the way of love? I, I did a, uh, I think I did a, I think I did a sermon or a series. I can't remember on on First um, Corinthians thirteen. So if you want to turn there, it was a sermon. And again, Paul. I, I love Paul in this because he really exaggerates things, kind of to make get his point across. He's almost kind of. Th- this is always used. This this this. Uh, series of verses is always used pretty much in weddings and such like that. But it's almost, you can almost tell a sarcastic bent in Paul as he goes through this. And let's, let's go through it. It says, if I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. It's just words. How many times have we done that? How many times have we confronted people ourselves? Those are just words. You're just telling me words. Show me, right? Um, and if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, if I have all faith as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Absolutely nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Those two right there, that's that's the one where I do a lot of self-reflection on. Love is patient and kind. Sometimes I'm not too patient. Ask Debbie. Sometimes I get really frustrated at certain things. And sometimes it, it, it reveals that I'm not kind because I, I become unkind, you know. So, but love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast, and it is not arrogant. So it doesn't boast, it's not arrogant. Sometimes we see a lot of arrogancy in what people think they're showing in love. And it's not. 
it's a pride issue, right, that they're showing. And that's why it says it is not arrogant. And it's not to boast. So get back to the works that I was talking about before. If they're not done in love, right? I mean, we've ran into this where people are like, look what I did. I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. You know, you know, and you know, usually it's, it's now manifested in Facebook feeds nowadays, right? Look what I did. Um, that's not true love. It says it's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. That's getting right down to the crux of the matter of our attitudes, our selfishness, right? Uh, it, so, it, and it is not irritable or resentful. And it does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in what? The truth. Who is the truth? I, I, you know, I remember, uh, you know, when uh, Pontius Pilate looked Jesus in the face and said, what is truth? He's, he's looking at truth in the face and he can't realize, you know, that he, you know, truth's right in front of him, what the true truth is. Here's it gets where love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. That is a high calling. That is a super high calling. To bear all things. Man, sometimes it feels like the weight of the world's on your shoulder, right? And you don't want to bear it, right? But, you know, God's put you in a situation to where he's, he's trusting in you to, 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 to do what needs to be done. Believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. You know, I think of uh, Corey Ten Boom when I read that part, right? Because she did. She, she went through the whole concentration camp experience. And there was one time, you know, she did a lot of public speaking after that. And she was really good at giving the gospel. And uh, after one of these events that she was at and she spoke, people would come up to the podium, of course, want to talk to her. And she saw a guy making his way through the crowd. And as he got closer, she recognized this guy. He was one of the guards in her camp that was a horrible, horrible person, right? Um, and he came up and said, Fräulein, I know Jesus, please forgive me. That is enduring. That, that, that is hopes for all things, endures for all things, and that's a lot, heavy burden to bear. Because, you know, she honestly said she, it really took a lot for her to reach out her hand to this guy, knowing what he had done in his past. Um, love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. So love never ends. Who's love? God is love, right? 
God will, he doesn't have a beginning or an end, Alpha and Omega. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. Who's the perfect? When the perfect comes, Jesus Christ, right? When, it, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish ways. This, this, this is Paul's way of saying man up, right? Woman up. Understand who you are as a redeemed person. Understand your responsibilities. Don't fall back to your old ways of thinking and doing things. For now, this is, this is, and this is the hope that we all have coming up. And for now, we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have fully known. So he knows, he, Paul has his hope, he has this desire, he knows what's coming with the glorification. He's, he's on earth right now, you know, hitting, you know, getting in prisons, going through shipwrecks and all this for the Lord. But he knows that he will see his Savior face to face. And finally it says, so now faith, hope, and love abide in these, these three. But what is it? The greatest of these is love. So next time you hear the word love, put it through the filter. Put it through your mind. It's just true love that's being talked about. And again, true love is we have the corner market on true love given to us by our Lord. Unredeemed do not have true love. Have you seen great marriages that you know they're not Christians? Yeah, and you would say, you would say they love each other. But it's still not the true love that we can only receive from our Savior during regeneration. So next week, I'm going to put together joy and peace. Sounds like a Christmas one. (laughs) But we'll we'll do joy and peace uh, next week. And again, you know, really think about this. When, when, when you see the word love and, you know, you're, you're, you'll hear it over and over again probably now that, that you know the truth of love, uh, that put it through that filter. Is, is this real love or is this, is this temporary love or conditional love, right? God's love is unconditional. All right, that is the end of this lesson. Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Elyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church. 
and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you.